You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Lucas Smith, your host for the show at LJ Fastball on Twitter. Happy Tuesday, everybody. November the 16th of 2021. We're starting to get into some offseason predictions and my guesses and some arms to keep our eyes on. We're going to start with pitching today. We'll move into um, offensive options in the next couple of days, possibly a shortstop, a DH possibly. We'll keep our eyes on all those things as the free agent market is already rocking and rolling which is kind of hard to believe. We thought it might be a little bit of a slower offseason, but we've seen two starting pitchers go off the board in the last two hours. Jose Brio signing an extension with the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, and then Noah Syndergaard Thor signing a one-year contract with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So Thor is going out to the West Coast, and Jose Brios is staying up north. Seven-year contract extension for him. A pretty hefty deal. Brios and Noah Syndergaard getting paid handsomely. For their work and Noah Syndergaard uh, deal at this time, I believe, is still pending a physical based on the last reports that I've seen. So we'll see where it goes from there. But that's at least one starter off the board. There are two starters off the board, rather, for the for the Cardinals. As uh, now we, we move into completely offseason mode. You know, the, the, the awards are still going on. Yes, as the manager of the year gets announced tonight. But we are in offseason mode completely now. And who might the Cardinals be in on? Uh, there have been some reports, Mad Max, Marcus Stroma, I'll talk about those two guys today. And when, when we think about what this offseason is, excuse me, what this offseason is going to look like from a St. Louis Cardinals perspective, you know, there's been reports 30 to $35 million to play with in terms of this next year's uh, payroll. You, we're looking at, do the Cardinals want to add more to their pitching side? Or do they want to go pitching heavy? Or do they want to go offensive heavy and maybe go for a shortstop or, or sign a DH? You know, a Kyle Schwarber, for instance. Uh, maybe a Jock Peterson and stick him with the DH role. Who knows? But something of that nature, um, That that that's kind of where, where we're sitting right now. When we don't know which route, <coughs> excuse me, we don't know which route necessarily the Cardinals are going to go. But one would presume if they're going to be as aggressive as they say they're going to be, patient, but if they're going to make some splashes and make some improvements to this team so Oliver Marmol and company can lead them to championships, including Skip Schumacher, who was just announced as a bench coach yesterday, then we need to start making some decisions here as to which route they're going to go. Today I'm going to look at some pitching options, and I'm not saying the Cardinals need to sign everybody here. One person, I'm just saying these are the, for me, the options I like most from starting pitching and reliever standpoint, and a reliever's standpoint, and the first and foremost, you've got to start with Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, Cy Young finalist, uh, St. Louis native, Mizzou guy, so Missouri native, uh, you know, state of Missouri post post high school, I guess is a better way to put it. Um, but many, many times been linked back to St. Louis. Uh, never has been able to get a deal done. Derek Gould reporting that he would entertain an offer from St. Louis. You have to ask yourself, and I think it's a realistic question to ponder to at least have a discussion over. I'm not saying this is the final answer, yes or no, but you do have to think, do the Cardinals need to spend that much money on the starting rotation? Do they? And especially for someone who's getting up there in age, getting close to age 40, and he hasn't shown signs of slowing down, but is he going to? Who knows? He's going to demand a hefty price. He just is. He's Max Scherzer. Cy Young, no-hitter, author, 20-strikeout game. He, he's he's going to demand a high price tag, and rightfully so. 
But when you look at the starting rotation, you're going to have at least four that are going to have every crack, if not have a guaranteed spot in the rotation. Flaherty, Michaelis, Hudson, and Wainwright. That is four right-handed starters. So do you, and four, for, for my money, that I feel pretty confident in, outside of maybe Miles Michaelis, I want to see a little bit more from him to be more consistent since 2018. But those four overall, I, I tend to have more confidence in than, than most. That's a pretty solid starting four rotation when they're when they're right. So then you have to think, okay, do the Cardinals need to spend that much money on another right-handed starter? You also have Alex Reyes that you're going to try and mold into a starter. Matthew Libertor might make some headway in spring training and could sneak his way, possibly, into a roster spot. Zach Thompson is also an option internally. So if, if you say you want to improve the starting rotation, that's fine. I have no huge quarrel with that. I, I think that's a valid reason. I do think that the rotation could use some buffering up. But you have to think, do you want to spend that much money on a Max Scherzer when you have these other guys waiting in the wings? Is that, a, is that a waste of money when you could use it maybe a little bit more with another lefty in the bullpen? Could you use it more at a shortstop position to sign a Trevor Story, a Carlos Correa, a Corey Seager, etc., etc.? That, that's the question that, I have, that, that I'm asking, and one that, that I don't think I have an answer to yet, but I do think that the, the money will be spent is what I'm going to say. The, the $30 million... You know, $30 million that they have to spend for next season will be spent. It'll be interesting to see where they spend it and why they say they spent it there. But the rotation could use some buffering up. Don't get me wrong. The names that I've looked at, you know, when you look at the, the top free agents on the market, the, the ones that I'm looking at, Robbie Ray, Carlos Rodon, Marcus Stroman. Carlos Rodon, Marcus Stroman, Robbie Ray. Two lefties and a righty. Marcus Stroman uh, has actually been linked to the Cardinals a little bit here and there. Uh, all three of these gentlemen have had com- coming off of fine seasons. I think Robbie Ray is probably going to demand the highest uh, or could demand the highest with, with his Cy Young finalist. Carlos Rodon had an exceptional year. The only question on him is health. And Marcus Stroman, you know, he was 10-13, and 13, but he had a 302 ERA, an ERA plus of 133. Um, pitched 179 innings and had 158 strikeouts. So we'll get into those a little bit more specifics coming up here in a little bit. But I, I think that their starting rotation is probably last on my list of what I want the Cardinals to do this season. I I would if I had to pick one spot for them to improve, it would be the bullpen. Now, spending loads of money on a bullpen has not been proven to be super successful. Looking at the Colorado Rockies of years past, spending all that money on, on the Wade Davis bullpen. Uh, forget, forget the other names in there, but Bud Black was the manager that season. Um, uh, but, but nevertheless, um, didn't really pan out that season. So spending, throwing money at the bullpen doesn't tend to work out. And I think that, that that's a valid point. So I, I would like to see them more so go after one, maybe two bullpen arms. I want them to re-sign Garcia. I want to see a left-hander come back or come to the road, come to the bullpen. I'll get into that in segment number three. But I would probably, honestly, like them to, like them to get a shortstop. And I'll talk more about the Trevor Story, Paul DeYoung, Edmundo Sosa debate on tomorrow's episode on Wednesday. So be sure to tune back in for that. But I just think that this starting rotation is pretty strong as it is. But I do understand that money needs to be spent. I'm not saying just to spend money to spend money. This rotation could use some buffering up, and we'll get into those options coming up here in just a moment. Uh, the number, names that I mentioned, as well as uh, Max Scherzer. I think there is an argument to be had, and I know that he's Max Scherzer, okay? I know that he's Max Scherzer, but there is an argument to be had that if you do want to improve the bullpen, if you do want to improve at shortstop, if you do want to sign a DH, do you need to be spending all that money on Max Scherzer in the starting rotation? 
It's a question to be had. I think it's a conversation to be had, and I'd be willing to hear both sides of the argument. Comment on a YouTube post. Comment on a, on a tweet. DM at LJ Fastball. DM the show on Twitter or Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Cardinals. Email the show at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. I'd love to have a discussion with you guys and see what you guys think about that question. Is it worth spending all that money in the starting rotation when the rotation looks to be decently strong with a little bit of depth um, to it as well? Or would you rather the Cardinals maybe sign a three or four starter and focus more money on a bullpen slash or a bullpen and the offensive piece? So take a quick break and then get into some numbers as to some of these names that I've mentioned already and why the Cardinals should or should not sign each and every one of them. Um, so it should be a good good episode today. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. A break to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online has a new web interface because basketball season is rocking and rolling. They have more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head over to that new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, to receive that bonus, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, postseason awards, or futures, NHL, boxing, UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino game. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for this season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, let's get into some starting pitching options. Got some comparative numbers here to go through. The three games that I already mentioned, Robbie Ray, Carlos Rodon, and Marcus Stroman. Big on numbers. Let's get into them. Robbie Wright had the best season out of any of these three. 32 starts, 13-7 and seven on the year, 2.84 ERA, 193 and third innings pitched, 52 walks, 248 strikeouts, an ERA plus of 154, 11.5 strikeouts per nine. Move over to Carlos Rodon. A little bit of an injury bug. He did come back and pitch two pitch in the postseason. Made 24 starts, going 13-5, and five, a 2.37 ERA. 132 and a two-thirds seven innings pitched, 185 strikeouts. That is 12.6 strikeouts per nine, a 183 ERA+. plus. Again, ERA+, plus. the average for that is 100. Above 100 is above average, and below 100 is below average. And 183 is extremely, extremely good. So a very fine season for Carlos Rodon. And Marcus Stroman, the New York Met, the oldest of these three, age 30 season was last year. 10-13, and 13, but as I mentioned, 3.02 ERA, 33 starts, 179 innings pitched, 7.9 strikeouts per nine, so he isn't striking out the world, but he's getting out. Like I mentioned, ERA plus of 133. Gave up 17 home runs, walked just 44. 2.2 walks per nine is the lowest of any of these three that I'm mentioning. And I do think it's important to keep in mind that the Cardinals are right-handed heavy from a starting rotation standpoint. I think it, it matters more in the bullpen because you need left-handed options outside of Hennessy Cabrera and TJ McFarland, who the Cardinals did just re-sign. So I acknowledge that, but I would like to see another lefty in that bullpen. I think you need more than just two. From a rotation standpoint, does it matter? You know, is it a huge negative if the Cardinals start opening day 2022 with five right-handed starters? No, not necessarily. Would I still like them to have a left-handed starter in there? Yes. The problem with the left-handed starter that I'm talking about here in Carlos Rodon, yes, he had a great season. He's going to demand a high price. I think he'd be a great competitor. I think that he'd be a nice get for the St. Louis Cardinals. The problem there is health. 
that would definitely be a deal, and all deals are usually end up being this, but that would definitely be a deal that would be pending a physical. You need to have health in your rotation. The Cardinals did not have that health overall in 2021, and we saw some failures of the rotation in 2021. So Rodon, the, the big knock against him is the, is the health. Uh, is he going to be healthy enough to play or to start rather 30 to 33 games? Uh, you know, maybe even for him, the goal should be 28 to 30 games, 28 to 31 games. Somewhere in that range is what you need from a starting ro- rotation, in my opinion, for a guy like Carlos Rodon. Uh, the other lefty, Robbie Ray, is going to demand a high price tag. And when you look at Robbie Ray's career, is 2021 an outlier? Because his seasons in years past have not always been super kind. In 2020, with Toronto and Arizona, he had a 6.62 ERA in 12 starts. You go back to his most recent full season, he had a 4.34 ERA in 33 starts in Arizona back in 2019. ERA plus was just 103. Um, and then he was had his very solid year in 2017. He was 15 and 5 with a 2.89 ERA and ERA plus in 163. But all these numbers that he has had this season, for the most part, are career highs. Okay. Um, the 13 wins is the is the second most in his career. 284 is the lowest of any season in his career. 32 starts is tied for second behind the 2019 campaign in which he had 33. 193 and a third innings is his highest. Uh, the strikeouts is his highest at 248. Uh, his ERA plus is the highest of his career. The whip was his lowest of his career. So with Robbie Ray, he might demand a high price tag because of a great 2021 season. But then you have to wonder, is he the 2021 starter that we just saw or is he going to regress back into his older self or was the older self a more truer self of what he actually is is he actually you know look, looking at his career from 2014 up to 2020 you know so you take out 2021 um when, when you're looking at it is he more of that pitcher that is starting 25 to 30 games um you know era round four is that the guy you're going to sign? Because if that's the guy you're going to sign, then I'm not sure if you really go for that. Because from 2014 to 2020, an ERA of 4.26 and 842 and one-third seven innings pitched. Uh, and on average, he was starting 23 games. He was 7-7 seven and seven for this, for each season. His ERA plus in that span was just over 100. It was a 103. So I'm not sure if you're going to buy high on a guy like Robbie Ray because he has not shown in the past to be the guy that he was in 2021 because all the numbers that I just mentioned are tops one or two in his career of those numbers. I mean, his walk, his walk rate was remarkable. 2.4 walks per nine was by far the lowest he has had in a single season. These are his walks per nine in seasons prior. In 2020, it was 2.3, or excuse me, it was... Walks per nine. It was 7.8 in 2020. The number was so high, I was making sure to read the right one. 4.3 in 2019. 5.1 in 2018. 3.9 in 2017. 3.7 in 2016. 3.5 in 15. And 3.5 again in 14. So that 2.4 is the lowest by a wide margin. I'm not sure I want to bet super high on Robbie Ray. You know, personally, I don't know anything about him. I hope he does well. But I'm not sure if Robbie Ray is the answer. When you look at another guy that I'm talking about and Marcus Stroman... This, this dude has some white lights out stuff. He was playing for the Mets last year. He got little to no run support. Um, I'm sure Ryan Finkelstein, um, the host of Locked on Mets, can, would vouch for that and, and be to Marcus Stroman's aid. And Marcus Stroman is a guy that is going to demand a, a hefty contract. Uh, he, he's 30 years old. He, he's a veteran uh, for, for the major leagues. 
probably a top 15 starter on the market. He did not receive a, a qualifying offer. None of these guys are going to be, you're, you're not giving up a draft pick for any of these guys that I've mentioned so far in these three. Uh, but Marcus Stroman has had a career that, that has been um, pretty solid for the most part. 3.63 ERA. Did not play last year due to uh, opting out due to the COVID pandemic. Uh, most of his career was with Toronto. He's a one time All Star in 2019 with Toronto. So this is a guy that I'm saying he's projecting well because he's been on a positive trend throughout the most of his career. He had a blip in 2019 when he had a really bad, or 2018, excuse me, when he had a really bad year, but 19, he was trending up overall. Um, and when, when when you look at his career, as I mentioned, um, three six three ERA, uh, whip of 1.2, walks per nine, 2.5. It doesn't strike out a ton, people. 7.5 strikeouts per nine innings, but he gets out, gets the job done. So again, I know that I talked a little bit, maybe a lot, uh, about the idea of having a lot of right-handed starters in the rotation. Marcus Stroman is still probably the, the safest bet among these three that I think the Cardinals should go after. However, I'm not trying to weigh too much on that right-handed side or too much on, on the point that they're they're right-handed heavy. But Marcus Stroman is also probably going to get the biggest contract. You know, I've seen reports of four to five years in the ninety to hundred million dollars range. Um, Ryan Ficklesign of Locked On Mets thinks that he might get closer to uh, $21 million uh, on average. You know, if the Cardinals are have $30 million to pay with in next year's payroll, do you really want to spend 20 of that on the starting, on one starter for one season? Uh, obviously, you'd sign him to a long-term contract, but I'm just not sure if the Cardinals would do that. I would like the deal. I'm not saying that I would dislike the deal from, from the Cardinals' standpoint. I do think that if you make a Marcus Stroman-type deal, you have to have something else backing it up. You have to be able to sign Marcus Stroman as well as get a bullpen piece, get an offensive piece, uh, or you just trust your internal guys. You, you, you Maybe you're ready to signal in Gorman at the major league level if there's a DH in the, in the National League. Maybe you're ready for Zach Thompson to come up and pitch in the bullpen, Zach Lieb, or Matthew Libertor maybe. Maybe you're ready to see some of these guys come up and see what they can do. But I, I just think that the, this team needs a, a few more improvements than just Marcus Stroman. Uh, but among those three, I still think Marcus Stroman is going to be the best starter in 2022. And I, I think that that would be a fine move for the Cardinals. Let me know what you guys think of if they should sign one of, or if any, of those three starting pitchers. Because um, I think all three of those, the Cardinals have been linked to Stroman as well. And it, as I mentioned at the top, Max Scherzer is going to draw a lot of headlines whenever anything is reported about him. He's reported to be possibly entertain an offer, but he's also a Scott Boris client, so he's going to get his money, and he is going to get paid, and rightfully so, because Max Scherzer is a, at minimum, top 10 starting pitcher in Major League Baseball, even now. At getting up there in age, he is still a top 10 starting pitcher in my mind, but we will see where it goes from there. Let's move over to the bullpen now. So we've got a couple names to share from the bullpen. Uh, I, I like... I think the Cardinals, if they're going to sign a reliever not named Luis Garcia, it needs to be a left-handed reliever because the Cardinals need more left-handed arms. So we'll talk about the bullpen coming up in just a moment. Uh, if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, got a couple ads to for to to play for you. But if you're on YouTube, we'll take a quick beat and you'll be right back. But bullpen talk coming up next on this episode of Locked On Cardinals. All right, welcome back to Locked On Cardinals. Let's go and get into the bullpen talk to wrap up the conversation today. Um, left-handed relievers that I want to 
hit on Andrew Chafin and Brad Hand. 2020 was the, the second half, rather, of, of Brad Hand's 2020 was not very kind to him. Once he got traded, um, he had a very bad stint with Toronto uh, in 11 games. He had a 7.27 ERA, a whip close to 2 at 1.846, and a half home runs per nine innings as in eight and two-thirds of an innings pitched. Excuse me, he gave up three bombs, uh, so not very solid numbers for Brad Hand and Toronto. Had a very good season with the Mets in just 13 and a third innings. Uh, again, 16 starts or 16 games there. Um, 2-7 ERA. Uh, struck out 14 in 13 and a third innings. So I think he's a solid bounce-back candidate. He has had some remarkable seasons in his career. A three-time All-Star. Uh, first with Miami. Uh, came up with Miami, I should say. Then two-time All-Star with San Diego. Uh, Cleveland, an All-Star in 2019. He's had very, very fine seasons. Um he also had a, a rough time in Washington this season, uh, not as rough as it was in Toronto. Um, the 2021, the journeyman, Brad Hand was. Uh, the other guy that I, I like is the, the former Cub in um, Andrew Chafin. Andrew Chafin had a very solid 2021 season. Definitely you know, one that went under the radar possibly because of uh, his because of the performance of the Cubs. But for the season, and he didn't even get worse when he went to Oakland. For the season, 68 and two-thirds of an inning. So he's going to be a workhorse out of the bullpen. Uh, in those 68 and two-thirds of an inning, that spanned over 71 games, 1.83 ERA, 2.89 whip, or 9.8 whip, excuse me, uh, or FIP, excuse, excuse me, FIP of 2.98, fielding independent pitching, whip of 0.932. Very solid numbers with both Chicago and Oakland. 32 years old next season. So he's somebody that has been around. Brad Hand will be 32 as well. So both these guys uh, have been around and know what they're doing. I think they could be very reliable, not only on the field and what they can produce for the St. Louis Cardinals, but also in, in possibly mentoring a guy like Genesis Cabrera, left-hander out of the bullpen. Now, the, these guys have been there, done that. Uh, Andrew Schaefen, the longtime Arizona Diamondback. Um, he was from Arizona from 2014 all the way up to 2020. Uh, then with Chicago for two, parts of 2020 and 2021. Schaefer's a character. He's had eight years under his belt. Brad Hanna has 11 years under his belt. He came up uh, as a starter back in 2011 as a 21-year-old. Schaefer um, started three games as a 24-year-old in 2014, but since then has been in the bullpen since 2015. No matter who the Cardinals sign out of the bullpen, as I mentioned, I think it is more important for the Cardinals to get a left-handed reliever than it is for the Cardinals to get a left-handed starter, which is why I don't mind. In fact, I probably am in favor of a Marcus Stroman signing more so than I am a Carlos Rodon or Robbie Ray, just because I like the way Stroman is projecting. I like Stroman, uh, his personality as well. Uh, seems to be a good guy off the field as well. But from the bullpen standpoint, I, I really like Schaefer or, or Brad Hand. Any left-handed reliever, I know Aaron Loop is also available. I just don't see the Cardinals being as aggressive in the bullpen market as I do see them being as aggressive in the starting rotation and possibly offensive market. I hope what we, I hope what doesn't happen is the Cardinals just stand pat and, and don't do anything and try and go win in 2022 with a very similar team they had in 2021. Because, yes, the 2021 team got better as the season went along after June, but this team has some weaknesses, and they need some improvement. A left-handed bat off the bench. A shortstop is definitely an option to go as well. And I think some pitching help 
in either in the rotation or the bullpen or a little bit in both is needed. It's just a matter of where the Cardinals want to spend their money. Uh, if I'm having to pick between Andrew Chafin and Brad Hand, I like Chafin a lot. Um, I just think it's a toss-up, really. I think that you know Brad Hand's a nice comeback. Candidate and Chafin's coming off a really strong year. Uh, just a matter of which one you like more. It's a toss-up for me between Chafin and Hand. Uh, overall, I wouldn't be too upset either way, but... Uh, That's going to just about do it for today's episode. Tomorrow we're talking offense. What offensive players could the Cardinals go after? Trevor Story, maybe a Kyle Schwarber if the DH comes around. Uh, We'll talk about the internal options they have at shortstop and for the DH if that is to come to the National League as well, as well as reacting to the Manager of the Year award uh, that will be announced a little bit later on tonight. Um, Manager of the Year, former Cardinal uh, Mike Schilt is up for that award. Um, I don't think he'll, he'll win it. I think that it will be um, Gabe Kapler in the National League. Dusty Baker, Scott Cervais, and um, Kevin Cash will be announced for the American League um, Manager of the Year. So we'll be reacting to that. I should say, I guess I should say of note, uh, the Cardinals Rookie of the Year candidate Dylan Carlson did not win. Jonathan India won that award. Uh, it was a big debate between him and Trevor Rogers. I do, I'm not a huge... I don't have anything too bad to say about the Jonathan India winning of that award. So congratulations to Jeff Carr of Lockdown Reds as he tweeted out as he had something good to talk about in the Reds offseason. Uh, so we're breaking down Manager of the Year award winning on tomorrow's show, but most of it will be spent on Trevor Story, Kyle Schwarber, and others. Uh, let me know if you guys have an offensive player you guys would like the Cardinals to go after, as well as the internal options they have uh, for the DH or for the shortstop position. So be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Email the show anytime at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. And until I talk to you guys next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.